0: Hello and welcome to the Filmmakers Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk filmmaking, from indie films to studio films and everything in between. How to get them made, how to make them and how to try not to fuck it up, in our very, very humble opinion. Today, we're talking about how to make award-winning shorts and get named talent to appear in them. I'm Giles Alderson, co-writer and director of the psychological horror film The Dare, World of Darkness feature documentary and producer of pitch black horror comedy, a serial killer's guide to life christian
1: james oh i hate right. introing it. myself but to. i'm gonna do it okay it so hello i'm christian james so dull I'm, that sounds it. so dull <laughs> <laughs> okay so no i i'm the director of freak out stalled and the recently soon to be released fanged up and goblin or goblin because there's a question mark in there and night feed film for short starring alice lowe which i know you guys have worked with yeah, we have mm. So we can swap you know, Get some gossip out She'll yeah, work well.
2: with anybody
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Well yes Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, uh, point. Casing uh, point
0: And joining us today To talk filmmaking Is Nev Pierce And Jim Page Say hello 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 and welcome Nev is not only a filmmaker But was editor For Total Film Magazine And is now Contributing editor For my favourite Filmmaking magazine Empire His short film In 2011 Rehab Starring David Yellowo uh, Feature work Followed on Spare And commission Including most recently Co-adapting a major novel for Riverstone Pictures. He's directed four short films, three of them which we're talking mainly about today, Bricks, Ghosted and Lock In. All of these starring some brilliant people, Lucy Boynton, Tim McKinnery. So yes, we're going to be talking about all those today. Uh, he's also a regular judge for the Pitch Competition uh, where he directed a film called Promise, which was one of the finalists from that and that starred Rebecca Callard as well. Jim Page is also joining us. He's hello. A- hello, hello. He's an editor. Not a producer. He's not a producer, which I wrote <laughs> in the notes here. He- he's <laughs> Oh, six um, feature films that have been distributed. The most recent was The List which is nominated for the Michael Bauer Best British Film Award. You're tapping me. What? What? Pugilist. What did I say? Pugilist. Pugilist, but Pugilist is a is very there, different, right? different, <laughs> right? different film. There's a restaurant open up that just does poo, you know? It's like, it's just not poo, it's they sell you food that looks like poo. Have you heard about it? That? So those like those novelty kind of yeah novelty poo things where you eat them and everything looks like shit. And I was like, well, why would Josh, you want have you? Charles, have you made this there? up to justify no, your yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, It's very good improv. Thank you, no. thank you, but it's not correct. Not correct. No, this, this is true. There's a restaurant. Look it up if you want to. I wouldn't, but anyway, um, I don't work for them. I don't care. The the list, I can't say you. it. Fugilist. You, like as in the wonderful new actress coming out, Pugilist. I don't know, it just,
2: just makes you realise what a good title you, for a film, The Fighter is. It
0: really does. Change it to The Fighter. Yeah.
3: They are actually changing it for the US release, because yeah. no one knows what a pugilist is in America, yeah. apparently.
0: Of the four short films, Nevers directed, Jim has edited them all, three of which are out on February the 5th. We're talking about them today. Welcome to the show, Ned Pierce and Jim Page. Hello. Thank Hello. you for having us. Yes. So this podcast is all about talking to filmmakers and with filmmakers about inspiring them, how to get to the next stage, how you move forward in filmmaking. So let's start at the very beginning. And Ev, how did you start in filmmaking? Because obviously you're a journalist for a, a long period of time. What made you want to direct? Just tell us a little bit about... The trigger, the spark. Yeah. What got
1: you going? Well, I
2: don't know at what point I decided I wanted to make films or at what point I admitted it. I remember at school literally seeing One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest because a teacher, supply teacher... Decided he couldn't be bothered to teach the lesson, so he stuck it on. <laughs> and I sense. thought, "Wow, I've got, to, I've got to be involved in film." But like film journalism seemed like marginally more realistic. Um, I don't. Think, oh, I don't even think it occurred to me that you could make films, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So I did film journalism, and then I think after a while of that, co-wrote a script, signed for five years, mm-hmm. and then have, having interviewed Fincher, I eventually summoned up the courage to tell him that I wrote films like
1: five years literally five years later how did you squeeze that into conversation because presumably someone like him might get that a bit like you know they, oh, he yeah, must, I
0: write films he must so first, yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> love you
1: there's all those famous stories about you know, your Spielbergs etc getting uh, scripts dipped into you know, getting fish tanks delivered with scripts in the, in the gravel et but how, <laughs> how do you get around that because you must be assuming that someone like Finch is going to get a lot of people pitching ideas at him
2: I mean it literally I was, I'd was i known him for five six years before I mentioned it so there's a
1: rapport between you guys
2: yeah so I think I mean I'd gone I'd interviewed him about Fight Club as a retrospective piece for Total Film when I was working there then I'd asked to go on a set of Zodiac and to my surprise it was that was a yes you were the on. only
0: person who got to see a Fincher behind the scenes, right? Is that correct? To my
2: knowledge, I was the only journalist yeah. who was on Zodiac, and mm-hmm. I've been on each production since then.
0: So I think it wow.
2: was, yeah, it was in a van in Sweden on Gold of Dragon Tattoo that I finally went, yeah. So anyway, it's one of the team of journalists, else <laughs> 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 <You> on <don't know laughs> scripts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like if you've know, <laughs> <laughs> um, But by that point, you know, it wasn't like somebody didn't know going or barely knew going. So anyway, here you are, his script. Yeah. It's like we'd known each other for quite a long time. And, um, you built up enough credit, as
1: it were. So.
2: Yeah, yeah. Same. I mean, assuming I mean, it, I always thought it was a good judge of character until this point. <laughs> <laughs> and he went, "Go for it." Yeah. And he went, yeah. "Shit, I shouldn't have done that." Uh, <laughs> and then he was really positive about the script, and that was the point. Really, that was the f- me and um, Jamie Russell, who's another journalist who now is just full time screenwriter. I wrote that. I'd written that. Um, that was my second script, I think. Like I'd written one. By myself, which was a sort of hundred million dollar western where everyone died, because that's super commercial, right? Good, <laughs> yes. um, <It's> good yeah <laughs> And then showed Fincher the the horror western, and because he was positive about that, that I think was the thing that made me think, oh, well, I guess if he thinks it's good enough, then I probably can do this for, for a job. Yes. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's one kicked me into um, writing the first short and got representation and carried on from there.
0: You got representation off a short. Um, I got a
2: presentation off the short because it was being developed as a feature and I literally went to an agent who repped a friend of mine. And that's a much easier conversation to have. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's like, here I am. I, I've got a deal. Could you negotiate it for me? Yeah. So that was relatively straightforward. Right. That's Andrew Mills, who has been my agent ever since. That's God boring. bless him.
0: God bless him. God bless <laughs> him. Long and suffering. Yeah. 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 Poor Andrew. <laughs> He's going, when are these coming out? Once on commission. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He's yeah. playing, I'm really, am the long game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Phone. Yeah. yeah. So, so you made the choice. You were like, okay, it was, it was always something you wanted to do. And then you were like, okay, now I need to do this properly. And then started writing stuff. That was just the way you felt was right for you.
2: Yeah, and I also think, I mean, this makes me sound like a terrible name dropper. I am a terrible name dropper. <laughs> I was interviewing Jack Nicholson for Empire mm-hmm. um, in his house. And I was partway through the interview and I just thought to myself, this is the best thing you're ever going to do in film journalism. You literally are never going to do anything better than this. So you really do need to kick on and try and do filmmaking instead. Right. Because I thought this is the it's best. It's true, but you mm-hmm. can't go much not going to get that. any better. Yep, agreed. Um, yeah. So crack on and try and make a feature film. I mean, that was more years ago than I care to remember. So yeah,
1: You must have, presumably, you're, you, you've you definitely, we've talked about this before, but the whole meeting your heroes thing, mm-hmm. and then we, when Mark Sanger came, well, I think it was with Mark Sanger. Maybe Mark Sanger, yeah. It really, like, it's dangerous to me. He edited
0: Gravity and won the Oscar for mm-hmm. it. And, and we really had him on the podcast. Yeah. And, you
1: know, Amazing like, editor, yeah. Michael yeah. yeah. Caron, et cetera. So you would have met a lot of your heroes and heroines. It oh, must God. be a real perk when, when the journalism, when that film journalism first starts. Well, I'm going to meet all these people. But then it becomes very quickly you're part of a, that junket was there a point of no progression or was it like i need to whip this up a gear
2: i think again like once i'd done certain things for total film and then for empire and being on set with like someone like fincher was my favorite Mm. filmmaker or being on set with chris nolan although that was more of a group thing like with fincher it was just me by myself on the batman movies as a bunch of journalists and it's kind of you're more like around.
0: just go behind that fence you're fine Um, there um, (laughs)
2: <laughs> but once, yeah, you like well, you've done the things which are the best you're ever going to do mm. in that in that job. So yeah. either either you're happy with that and you're going to carry on doing that, mm. or it, or you know, it's like you look at what the top is in film journalism. I think of the top in film journalism as either you're like an editor in chief of a magazine, or you're like Mark Mode. Mm. Well, Mark Mode's Mark Mode, he already does that job brilliantly. At least yeah. When you look at people who are really, really exceptional at what they do, and clearly that's what they want to do, and I think I looked at it and thought, even if I could get to the top of it, I don't think it's going to satisfy him the same way as doing this is, as yeah. making films is. I mean, yeah.
3: editor-in-chief of Total Film is pretty close to the top, right. isn't it? Oh, you're very sweet.
2: I was just...
1: <laughs> 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 but...
2: Um, we digress. Actually, yeah. you know, no, I have no, to, but sorry, like an rabbit answer, hole. Just in answering your question about meeting actors and stuff, yeah, you meet, I mean, you meet a lot of people you admire, you meet a lot of filmmakers you admire. I think sometimes you meet people you don't get on with and that's fine. Sadly, none of the stories are that interesting. It's just like, oh, you just don't click with them. or sure. whatever. But one thing that really helped is it demystifies it to yeah. a degree. You know, it's still like you're not going to, you get an insight into Hollywood filmmaking which isn't necessarily the same and going to help you massively when you're making smaller British low budget indie film sure Mm. but you are like okay this guy's just this is just a bloke Mm. you know they Mm. may be brilliant but they're just a bloke and that helped a lot I think to then think oh I can I can ask this actor to do this film why not let's try it
0: yeah and and you must have learned something from Fincher as well right watching him on set and seeing how he worked you must have thought wow and was there anything there that you specifically went I see what he's doing there and I'd like to emulate that or
2: Watching him with actors is really useful. Like, he's not particularly... He's not very verbose, but he gets on very well with them. They talk a lot before they shoot, I think. And as much as he does a lot of takes and such, like, he's still pretty concise with his, with what he's saying. But it all comes from a place of having a rapport in the first place. Um, I think taught me a lot about the importance of casting, which is, you know, obvious anyway.
0: It's 90%, right? 75% like, at least. He
2: said, you know, he said, oh, you're looking for somebody when you cast somebody you're looking for the quality you couldn't beat out of them with a tyre iron and i think like that's <laughs> like a really useful thing you like and when i've cast certain people in the shorts obviously it's not comparable to what he's doing but like often it's because i've met them and it's just based off a of feeling around mm. them mm. rather than having necessarily seen their work although you would obviously then go and watch their work yes it's like okay what type of person are they and is there a part of that that i can use in this role
0: perfect so good and Jim let's talk let's talk about your start because you've been at ed- last <laughs> listening <laughs> to him for 10 minutes that out. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Fine. It's fine. well if you needed editing, then I'll be yeah, course, yeah that. That. that's actually yeah so look you've, you've you've been around for a while in, in a good way and you've made some you know you've edited some brilliant features how did you get started and how did you build to where you are now
3: uh well that's why I can't you. um I'm not sure I agree, but I, <laughs> I, it's kind of. Uh, like I, so
1: when Giles says your own biography back to you, it sounds so much better. So it does, it, yeah. It does. Like it you, does yeah, yeah. I think. Oh, well, actually, I've done a few yeah. pretty good things. Yeah. <laughs> That's quite nice to find out. Yeah. Um,
3: well, when I was, uh, I went to college to do media production. Which college? It was, college? A, it was uh, Staffordshire University. Yep. Oh, yeah, I had a mate went there. And it was at Lichfield, and what ended up happening was because it was a, it was kind of a satellite campus. We kind of ended up being a lovely kind of filmmaking team, and so we all got on really, really well, and we ended up making a feature film in our spare time, which, looking back on, is obviously quite, you know, quite brutal in places. But it's brilliant. But it won a Royal TV Society Award, and wow. that got me into the BBC as an assistant, and from that point on, I just kind of kept pushing against doors as much as possible, working on as many things as possible. As I can.
1: A lot of no's, a lot of door slammed in faces, or because yeah. I think tenacity is key, isn't it? With I mean, and, and
3: I think that's a consistent thing through everyone's career is that you just, mm. y- you don't get, you know, you have to prove yourself to people. And certainly when you're beginning, uh, you've got nothing to, to use to prove that you can do the job. And mm. so people aren't necessarily being nasty and saying, I don't like the look of your face. They're just saying, there's a bloke over here or a woman over here who can do the job. And has already proven. Proved so, it, yeah. You've run um, against them. But anyway, so I, um, I kind of just spent as much time as I could in my spare time, you know, kind of at the detriment of my personal life, just editing short films every night. You know, and I've worked, I've done like 50 short films um, and... You know, some of them are terrible and some of them pretty good. But every single one made me learn something from a tiny thing to a big thing. And an awful lot of my job is the kind of politics of working with people. Mm -hmm. Hopefully being a nice guy, nice enough guy to be in the room with for 12 hours at a time while you're getting on with, you know, what you need to do. That's
0: a really good point because as a director and CJ as well, Mm. and yourself, you you sit a lot of the time with the editor. And and no one else, once you finish the film for... Could yeah, be months. and it's a very you intimate have to get relationship, on with yeah. and
3: you, you kind of that's where all the you know that's where the rubber hits the road, mm-hmm. and that's where all the mistakes or choices mm-hmm. that you that perhaps a director thinks, oh, why did I do that? Why and, did
1: that? And the tangents you go, I find in the edit sometimes it's not about the editing you're doing. Sometimes it's about you, you have a coffee in between. Yeah, you're chatting about a film you saw last night. You've mm-hmm. got to have that rapport with your editor. Yeah, and then oh, I saw an actor. I heard some music in that. Right, and next thing you know your work. What, it, you what know, I find... Yeah, yeah. You don't,
3: like, you can't... Come up with all the good ideas yourself, and I think the direct the directors I've worked with who are the best, who, who are the best ones, are the ones who realise that it's a, a not necessarily left but, <laughs> uh, but are the um, are the collaborators, are the ones who think, well, I can't have all the good ideas. There's a person over here who's also been spending a long time doing things mm. and has perhaps done more things than I have because of the nature of my job. You know, I go from job to job and yeah. work on things where some directors develop their own things and they might, might get two or three things done in the same period I've done thirty or whatever, and I think. You know what's brilliant about my job is not necessarily. You know, I I love all the technical stuff and, and you know and telling the stories and all that kind of stuff, but it's it's the conversation that you have that goes. Ah, you had an idea and I had an idea, but what about this third better idea? Yeah, and what you would never have dreamt up at script stage or on set suddenly appears, and you think, oh, of course. Mm-hmm. why why wouldn't you do that and and that's the that 's the wonderful thing, and like I say you know a lot of the job is is politics, but I mean that in a positive way in that you know it 's about working with people, and that 's kind of the best part of my job is is i 'm not just you know sat in a cubicle doing there was the image of an editor sat alone in a hovel yeah. with, in front of a computer, and it 's much more social and much more interactive than that, and mm-hmm. I think um I think it has to be because you know you can't make these things in a, in a bubble. I think. Do you can't get you? on set much? Do you insist on? Going I on try and board? go on set as much yeah. as possible. And, and over the, over the last few years, I've realised kind of how useful that is. Mm. Um, for a couple of reasons, really. For a director, it's useful to have me. Because, you know, without sounding too pretentious, I kind of see myself as, as kind of a, a second, less pressured director. Sure. So someone who yeah, can kind no, of sit back and go, okay, well, you deal, you deal with those those people that they call actors and, and crew. <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, <laughs> the, the problem people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you deal with the time pressure and all that kind of stuff. But I can sit back and be a bit more objective about things. Hmm. And, you know, the, the times when you sit... And being on set allows you to go, oh, actually...
1: We need that bit. Can you get that done again? And sometimes Can you, you can't. just do it again, but, yeah. but better. Exactly. What's more <laughs> yeah.
3: with feeling? Is Is yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: I've had an editor on set, and on the day when you're pressured, you're like, okay, we've got to move on quick. And you go, yeah. okay, scr- scrub the master. We'll just go all the, uh, the, the the couple of close-ups I've got. And my editor, Will Long, has said, "No, no, 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 no. Get that master
3: because yeah. you'll, you'll need it. Yeah, yeah. you'll yeah. need it. You'll need it. So, and that just yeah. comes with experience of doing things and going, "Oh, well, I haven't got a master." What yeah, I yeah, do? yeah, exactly. um, and They know that you'll be stuck in there. Yeah, exactly. Idea. And I've worked on things where you know they've had the best intentions, and the I mean, one of my uh, you know my my things, one of the things I, I I think I'm pretty good at is is looking at an overall thing as opposed to just scene by scene, and. I think sometimes, particularly when you're starting out, directors think about the scene and not necessarily how the scene goes from one to the next. And it's that kind of connecting tissue, I suppose, that's really important. And sometimes that's not at the forefront of your mind when the first ad is saying, come on, come on, yeah, we're 15 so minutes true. over. Yeah,
0: because you're thinking about those little yeah. shots there. So and being on moments. set allows
3: you just to kind of, the directors to come in your room and go, and then ask you what you think. Mm-hmm. And if you've got a good relationship, you can go, I don't think you quite got that. And hopefully, you know, if you've got enough time you can and you know it depends on the location and sometimes you haven't got access but you might be able to might be able to pick something up you might be able to grab something and it's also useful for a director to kind of watch things as they go along and go okay i am getting it i agree and yeah or i'm not getting it this is what i need to do mm-hmm. um i i try and stop actors from watching themselves because sometimes because act, actors desperately want to kind of come of in course, and of yeah. but i think i think that can kind of get in the way of it their can hinder it can because they become super self-aware and that's obviously the opposite of what an actor should and become, they could change their be. performance they yeah. next yeah, day they go exactly. and give give a different they, they look in isolation at a shot of them yeah. being quite big and then the next time they're quite small Absolutely. in an inappropriate and you time, might not so. use that shot anyway no exactly that yeah. reaction yeah, yeah.
0: exactly well, did you always know you wanted to do four shorts was it always that way
2: no, I think, I mean, I was really naive, like despite having spent a lot of time on films, probably because I spent a lot of time on film sets, but spent a lot of time on American film sets. And you have that kind of, which I think is a useful attitude of like, oh, yeah, I can do this. Mm. But it did mean I sat in a couple of meetings going, yeah, I can direct this feature film. And you can see the person, the exec thinking, yeah, it's like a $25 million movie. Yeah. Like, I admire your confidence, but you might be deluded. Um, I think there's a, there's a fine line between yes. confidence and delusion. And I came to realise, like, you know, I really do need to make some short films. And I look back and I think oh, it's so terrifying, the thought of trying to make a feature without doing that, because
0: you learn so much doing it. I totally agree, yeah. learn so much.
2: We kind of thought about doing something a fairly restricted location, and then had, the, had, a, had an idea which ended the sort of related to Brick. And so then Jamie, we talked about the idea, and he said, oh, that sounds like a post-short story, and led the story, then we wrote the script together.
0: And Jamie, the co-writer. yeah, Yeah. And
2: then... Um, I think that was probably, I probably wasn't talking about anything else at that point. It was probably just bricks. That was it. Yeah. yeah. And then Jim talking. and I met and chatted about that. And that got pushed a couple of times for various reasons. One of them is just like wanting it to, being aware of what you said earlier on, I've reviewed a lot of stuff. The first film better be good, right? Like, so, so pushed it and pushed it, actor availability, getting locations. It did mean that when it came to shoot it, it was like really was quite fixed in my head. Like, I'd chatted to Jim about it, chatted to Sam Renton, who's the DP. We'd prepped for the shoot, like twice or whatever and pushed it and then eventually did it
0: so in your mind you were you felt ready you by the time you came to do it you were like i've been through this a few times
2: Yeah, i certainly felt relief in terms Mm -hmm. of once i was on set i thought i've spent so long talking about this Mm. i mean lord knows how long i'd imagined becoming a director so at the end of the first day it's like oh good i'm glad i enjoyed it at least Mm. yeah because i think i did go into it thinking well you know if it turns out i'm crap at it that's one thing Mm. if it turns out i'm crap at it and i don't like it then I've just been, like, trying to chase the... I've been going up the wrong path for all these years. Yeah, the
1: is. only barometer is really, did I enjoy doing it? And that's it, isn't it, really? Yeah. I mean, well, you, don't, you don't enjoy every day, but, I mean, if you get a kick out of doing it, I think that... That is it. even. Well, if that it makes, it
3: makes station, you kind of you need... bulletproof, really, because yeah.
1: there are lots of people who talk
3: about doing it and not doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even if it is the worst short film we've ever done, it's like the, the disaster artist has just yeah. come out. Yeah. yeah. And... Um, you know they talk about Tommy Wiseau. The thing you can absolutely respect, and this is a big part of the disaster, artists, is this guy got off his ass and did something. Absolutely, it, the end result is not necessarily what he wanted it to be.
1: But how many people sit there and go, "I could do that better," but, yeah, don't, but, don't, but don't don't do it.
0: They just talk about it. Yeah. Well,
1: for well the Jars and, and I've talked before about this. The, the downside of watching now a lot of our peers' films, as well as uh, so the Jars when we've reviewed each other's films or given some feedback on a rough cut, it's kind of like it's annoying because I know how hard and vice versa it must have been for Giles to get that shot. Mm. You know, I know how much money he had. So, you know, how did you get that crane shot? Blah, blah. So, yeah, it's it's difficult because now you watch films with those goggles on, you know how hard... So everything you now review with there. Well, I know how hard it is to make a film. Yeah.
3: So. so you've got to be quite careful. And going back to what we were saying about being on set, I think one thing I've got to do in my job is to go, I don't really care how difficult it was to sure. shot You if did. It, if it doesn't fit uh, yeah. into the film, I've mm. got so many... Brilliant shots beautiful. and shots out. Yes. That the director's like, oh no, we took like, that was raining. We had a big, big argument. Yeah. I was crying. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, and then the, the, yeah, exactly. The yeah. breakdown on set, set. It was beautiful. beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. But yeah. it doesn't, doesn't fit, fit the, the story. You kind of got to cut it out. So mm. there is. You've got to be really careful about that. Kind of thing. Mm.
0: So what was your first? When so you're now on set. You've been building up to this for such a long time. Your first moment of calling action, and actually seeing it. Portrayed. how did that can you remember that moment because i can remember mine and it felt amazing how did it feel for you
2: you know what, i really can't remember
0: you can't that. remember really bad isn't <laughs> it you know? did uh, you just did you just go right let's just get on with this right let's turn over an action in terms of obviously never just take a lot shot. of drugs have yeah exactly oh, yeah right, okay. it just all, all the, just blur now just blur. it was amazing i, don't I know.
2: remember on the, the in terms of the moment of going like okay good i've directed something i've directed it was on the last day one of the grips just went all oh, right governor Oh, and, wow. you, and you go, oh, okay, I guess I'm a but director. But a grip to say that, yeah, yeah exactly, like, yeah. And um, and it sounds a bit silly, but it was like, oh, okay, well, like, yeah, like, good, okay, I guess I'm the director then. You yeah. know,
0: um, that was the last day. Was or last you just got old
3: enough that a man Someone's, of his age would... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> governor. <Yeah. laughs> exactly. exactly. He would also trust you to back a lorry in. What's <laughs> the going, governor? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whereas a younger man, perhaps yeah. he wouldn't.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Um, But yeah, how how did it feel to direct the cast then? Because obviously in that first film, Blake Ritson and Jason Fleming, you had an amazing cast for your first short film. First of all, let's talk about how you got them and let's talk about how you directed them.
2: Well, with Fleming, I'd met him on set of Curious Case of Benjamin Button.
0: Great film, great performance. I didn't
2: know he was in the film. So I was on set and I heard this sort of Cockney voice and he heard a Brit talking. Another journalist. Yeah, and he was really surprised to find a journalist on set and I was surprised that he was in the film. So like... Um, I was expecting Kate Blanchett and Brad Pitt, mm. who were also there. So <laughs> no disrespect to Jason, but he's marginally less exciting than Kate Blanchett. Um, <laughs> he, I'm sure he would say that himself. Indeed. But no, we went. So we went for a beer and got on really well. And that was, I mean, grief. That was a long time ago now. Right. And but, and he'd said to me, and he's good at good to his word. He went, if you need me to do something at some point, because we talked about filmmaking, then just give me a call. and Gave me his details. Oh, brilliant. And it was probably, I mean, it was several years later. I can't remember when Benjamin Button shot. Um, but he was absolutely up for it. So that really helped because you've got someone like Jason who's also, he's really, really skilled, but he's also like a great personality and he's really game. Mm-hmm. So he's always like, yep, yeah, let's go. And he's got a lot of energy. So if you've got him, you've got that energy from somebody that experienced who's given you respect as well, then that really helps with everything else. It yeah. trickles down, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. Um, like he's just a complete joy to work with. Great. And then Blake, I think, had been recommended by a friend and I've just seen his reel. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, it just worked out that he was available, and he was terrific as well. Like,
0: they both work really well together. It he's comes got very well.
2: Like you know, he He often plays kind of quite sinister people on mm-hmm. screen, but he's like such a sweet guy, and also technically superb. So again, and neither of them are precious. So they understood. You know, it's a short film. We don't have massive amounts of time. So you could be direct, um, and, or, and also he. You know, they're both so skillful that you could one word direction quicker. More more playful, it's two words. Um, (laughs) You know, so in that sense, didn't really have to worry. You know, your job is to kind of cast the best people you can and then modulate the performances or bring the best out of them.
3: I think what Nev is very good at doing is inspiring other people to uh, kind of do the best they can and not in a kind of, you know, some directors are shouters, some directors kind of make you feel insecure or Mm. make you feel like perhaps they have all the good ideas. Yeah. Nev's a very good... Uh, motivator of people in a very positive way i think
2: mm. well my job isn't to have all the good ideas my job is to take credit for all the good <laughs> exactly. Ideas. Exactly. Yeah. and you're very good at that yeah.
3: <laughs> so
0: how did you raise the money for it then i mean it, it, you had a big crew you had you know like i say a strong cast so you, there's a lot of people worked on the film for your first short it's it's impressive to get that many people and that amount of talent around you how did you get them all involved
2: um, some money was put in by a producer I had something in development with as a feature uh, Somebody, again, another Another guy who was developing a feature With me, some money came from Stefan Alish Taylor, who who mm. um, is now Just launched a short film fund mm. And he was um, a friend Of a friend who liked the material And is someone who really supports young filmmakers And, well not that I'm young, young But you
0: know, but new, let's say new I was going to say something, anyway. I thought I
2: won't um, <laughs> New And uh, and then it, in the end, I topped out myself, but um, okay. not by that point. Mercifully, not too much. Yeah. Um, so it was did just, you just pitch, sort of patching those people. You just together. pitched
0: it to them and said, "Look, here's my project. Here's what I want to make. Do you want to put money in?"
2: Yeah, and I think all of the people who were involved in backing that um, knew that I had features in in the works, and a couple of mm-hmm. them they were involved with the features as well. So they believed in the feature project enough to know, okay, well, we need to back him. In the short film. And they probably
0: and... wanted to see if you could do it as well. They wanted to prove... Yeah, absolutely. ...you knew what you were doing. And you did, and it's a wonderful film. Um, I can't, we can't really give away the plot without sort of giving away the twists, really. Yeah. But that's the problem with short films sometimes, mm, isn't yeah. it? You can't... I'm
2: really happy with the summary. It's wonderful. That's really
3: good. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's great. Yeah, great. <laughs> it's very dark and it's very funny.
0: And it'll be available on the 5th of February or now, depending on when you're listening to this. So then from Brick's... You guys all worked very well together, uh, and then you went on and made Lock In is the next one, right? Have I got it right Well, there?
2: actually, I mean, it's listed as Lock In on Let's the go. IMDb, but that was just because of a mistake. Um, and <laughs> Ghosted was the next one, although Lock was supposed to be the next one. We were making Lock with Creative England as part of their short scheme we were selected for, and we developed that. But again, for various reasons, I think it was scheduling, it ended up getting pushed back because I wanted to get the actors I wanted to get weren't available. And I was getting very frustrated because it was just. It was taking a long time. Mm. Um, and Jamie had written Ghosted, which is this little romantic comedy. Mm. And I knew Alice Lowe. I think we'd met via Twitter, but also had like a mutual friend. So we'd gone for a couple and got on very well. Then Jamie had sent me that script. And I just thought, oh, let's, let's try this. And I sent it to Alice. Mm. And she went, yeah, I'm up for it. And I, my memory is it was something like she could only do it on a couple of weekends, like a few okay. weeks hence. So I phoned Savannah, Savannah James Bailey, had produced Bricks. And said, We're going to produce a film. We're going to make a film in like three weeks or something. Yeah. And God bless her. She went,
0: Okay. I'm happy to get on with it. <laughs> yeah. No problem. Like, all um, good producers. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like
2: and so having someone like Alice on board, again, it was also a magnet. Because you could anyone you approach. You go, Alice Lowe's doing it. Yeah, and they go. Yeah, so yeah, okay, yeah, I'm available. So you got Ray Panthaki doing yeah. it. He's
0: great. I really like Ray. I think he's a good guy, and he's he's very oh, he's, he's terrific. He's yeah. terrific, isn't and Jason came back again for you. Um, again, such great talent to have in a short film.
2: Yeah, I think Jason. Yeah, Jason agreed. I can't remember how Ray got on board, but he was terrific. Um, yeah, and Christian Anhol, who's really good. Helen Kennedy, who I really liked, was a Savannah recommendation. Richard Glover came on because mm-hmm. I think Alice had suggested him. Obviously, they're friends, they'd worked together before. Um, and David Elliott was like, I was, honestly, I was getting so close to production. I was like, mm-hmm. I looked down my Twitter list of actors who followed me. <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought, grief, I can't believe the guy who's in Kajaki follows me. He's great. Mm-hmm. So I messaged him. Right. And went, like, I think, you know, we're going to shoot like on Sunday, Saturday and Sunday, year around. He's like, yeah, for that, send me the script. Oh, I love that. Um, yeah. So he came down on the Sunday and we shot him in a restaurant in else court. Mm. It was all very quick. All in okay. one day? Uh, it was two days. I was yeah. It's, yeah, beautifully, it. two it's beautifully
0: shot. Black yeah. and white it looks so yeah. Fleming
2: strong. Fleming Jack the DP on that. He did a lovely yeah. job. Um, and one of the I mean, frankly, one of the choices to do black and white was was two things. One was you're never going to get a chance to do black and white as a feature. It, yeah, yes, yeah, so true too. So let's see what that's yeah. like. Also, because it came together last minute, we didn't have very much money, yeah. and black and white's a way to make things look less cheap, right? It is, yeah. Indeed. Was it
1: was in my yeah. imagination? We can cut this bit out if I'm wrong. Uh, but did you leave some colour in the eyes? Or was my mind playing tricks on me? It's entirely possible that we did it without notice. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: was watching... A, I, I was uh, like, God, he's going to ask yes, me a question. <laughs> he left the colour black in yes, right. yeah, <laughs>
3: the color black in our
0: eyes. Yeah, the colour black in I like that technical question. Is this something that... Because it took me a while to understand the technical sides of filmmaking. Is it more you do, visually for you rather than technical side? Yeah, I
2: mean, I've got better at understanding that stuff, but mm. I don't understand it as like much that. as I would like to. Can yeah. you record, can you, you know, someone
1: says, you know, I'm going to put a 50 or an 80 on it. Do you know? Yeah, you, I know what that is, but, know, but, but yeah. I do have to think about it. So sure. yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah, that's quite that's
2: instinctual what? in the way that, it, when I was putting together magazines, because I'd designed magazines before, even as a, as a student mm. that was, mm. and had worked in advertising and publishing within the sort of student press, I felt when I was doing magazines, I did know roughly what each job was. Right. And it's taken a while in film to be like, oh, that's what that Put means. Into practice, and that's what yeah. this means. And yeah. that's why it's useful to have done a few of the films, eh, before doing a feature. Oh God, yeah. Go, okay, that's what
1: that person's talking about. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And the thing is, when you're on set, actors and everyone around, the reason why you made the shorts, but everyone around you, they do know, I mean, actors absorb that information like lenses.
0: They, well, they they're on set on much more than directors. Yeah, so me, they
1: directors. subconsciously know the difference between, you know, uh, yeah. if you go from a 50 to a 120, and they're like, okay, I know what to do. Not to and do. it's like you
0: say, you had some huge DOPs come and help you out, if mm. you like, in that term, doing shorts, they don't have to do them. So, yeah, you, you obviously want to sound like you know what you're talking about and I'm the same I still feel that way now CJ I imagine you're the same you want to nope. <laughs> 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 No. never well, yeah, I remember
2: but, yeah. writing to Sam in the pre- Sam Renton in the prep for Bricks and said I want it to look like The Godfather and he wrote back saying as long as you direct like Francis Falk
0: that's fine <laughs> 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 that's very good yeah. um, what's the budget <laughs> yeah oh she's kicking us out right now are we being kicked down yeah well let's we can find somewhere and go finish far yeah more to talk about cool yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, you have to shut. Fine, fine. Good morning, uh, Okay, so Scott. we were kicked out of the last place. We were in the, the director's place because they closed. So <laughs> we've come to a pub and we've got a nice beer. Yay. So we thought we'd continue this conversation. Had no idea where we were up to.
1: If we were more high profile, they'd have kept it open for us. Yeah, they would have. So, uh, um, just, you know, we, we're, we're not. We will be. We um, were talking about how great Ghosted is. That's yes. That's what you were saying.
0: We <laughs> yeah. were talking about how great Ghosted Actually, yeah. is.
1: Actually, we were talking about... Alice actually you you sort of met uh, mm. yeah. Oh, yeah just
2: well, Alice sort of agreed to do ghosted and she was just a magnet for people wanting to be involved um, mm. so as much as I'd like to believe it was people desperately wanted to work with me I suspect it was people desperately wanting to work with her um, so that all came together really quickly um, and was um, yeah it was great fun and it was nice to do something that was a bit different like I said it wasn't Intended. We we were going to go and make lock in. We were going to so we were going to make another sort of thriller straight after bricks, um, and then this just turned out to be something very different, but also a lot of fun to do.
1: And probably not a bad idea to go into a nice uh, sort of romantic comedy with the heart as well, of course, as a nice sort of counterpoint to brick.
2: Yeah, kind of accidental range. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were
1: very
3: keen at the time to not kind of waste the time between. Bricks and eventually getting lock in off the ground. And I think that was one of your motivations yeah, for I doing it. Yeah, you
2: learn so much by doing it, and there's just no uh, nothing can replace that. The risk, of course, is doing it and going and oh, going. I've learned, but I've made something bad, uh, which <laughs> hopefully hasn't been the case. I think, like talking about what, if you would like to imagine what we'll do differently, mm. I wonder if. I should have made some films on my phone, really, literally, to begin with. Like, a
0: lot earlier. Maybe I would have made films earlier. You said you wanted to make stuff on your iPhone. Yeah, of course, that would have been good, but it would have been tough to show people. Whereas this way, you've learned from the best, straight away going, okay, well, that's how to do it. If I'd say, well, should we shoot this angle? And they go, well, no, nah, it doesn't really work as well because of the cut points or this. It, you're learning from the best. That can there's, only there's be huge, there's two schools right? of thought, I
3: think, is that sometimes it's good to make these things on your iPhone and then... Not necessarily show it, but mm. if you're doing something like Bricks where you've got a bit of a budget and you've got named actors, there is an expectation of the people around you that it's going to be, have to be good and it's going to have to be a certain quality. So I suppose it's a testament to Nev that he was able to step up to that. But there are other people who perhaps might think, Oh, maybe I should have made something on my phone and, and then made my 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 first short in a virtual. Yeah.
2: I guess my yeah. sorry to. I don't to interrupt my, my point is not that I shouldn't that I should necessarily have made stuff like really cheaply on my phone or whatever but it's it stopped me from making stuff for quite a long time oh I see yeah, okay, so eventually yeah, yeah. you know so I've got to do it this much so it's got to do this much and you'd find okay if I want to do that properly it's going to cost that much so I you know I ended up making a short film for I think Bricks was
0: like 11 grand in the mm. end you know um, and it's a healthy budget for yeah, sure. It's quite yeah. a lot for sure. Well, yeah. so, and I Neb, get what. I've got no good judgment. Yeah, jobs. I was gonna, I, that makes sense, Never about you saying, oh, I've. I should have shot some of the iPhone because I'd have made something and I've actually got off my ass earlier and actually mm-hmm. made it instead of going, no, no, everything has to be right. And yeah. I've met quite a few people who go, oh, I will we'll make a feature. I just, I've got to get the right it's amount gotta of It's got to be perfect. I've yeah. got to get the right DP and the right cast. You're like, But you're never going to make it. This will never happen because no yeah. one will give you that kind of money to make something that big. But then if they had have made it earlier or if you had have made your shorts earlier, they might not have been... As good as they are, yeah. I I mean? think it's well, a, it, and it? it's
2: a balancing act because sometimes you can, you know, people jump too soon mm. and they go, oh, "Yeah, we did it for no money in two weeks." And you go, "Yeah, it shows. looks like it." <laughs> you know, um, I guess I just would say that it's like I felt like I had to do it that way. I think I came up with it. You know, we talked about the idea and was like, "Okay, this is what we need in order to make this work," and this is what we need in order to make it work the way I think it needs to be done. And that appears to be how it works on each of the shorts. Mm-hmm. I would say, you know. I guess that's partly because I felt a big pressure because I felt because I spent a lot of time with big filmmakers and I'd spent a lot of time reviewing films and I felt like it quite better hit a certain standard. yeah And one thing I'm proud of on all the shorts you know Brits coasted lockin and promises I think they all hit a certain professional standard. they certainly do. Um, but I think that if I'd been like maybe 20 years younger or 15 years younger when I did it, then I shouldn't have waited and gone, oh, I need to get this much money, I need to get this type of actor. There are lots of good actors out there. You look on Spotlight, you like, there are lots of good actors out there who just, they're desperate for stuff for their real, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. So like, if you've got a camera and you've got a house and you can come up with a story, there are actors, and the most important thing, I think, is the actors, mm-hmm. and they're there. Yeah. So I would say, I mean, that's, because of where I was in my life, that's what I thought was the best route to go. Yeah. But if I was 22, I'd be like, okay, what resources do
0: I have now, what story can I get to fit those resources? I think that might mean you direct more. I agree. And also, you were working full-time, like you're saying, around filmmakers all the time, so there was that pressure. For you to then suddenly go, do you know what, I'm, I'm going to stop this working and go and go and make this, it's, it's a big decision. It's not easy. Whereas 20-year-olds are going, well, I want to be a filmmaker, or I don't know what I want to do, let's go make a film. It is an easier step.
3: It's like you just said a minute ago, you... You learn the most from doing, and, and unless you unless you do it a lot, you're not going to learn that much. I don't. Think.
0: I agree. The more you can be on set, the more you but can the, be shooting. You will learn. You'll learn, the, you'll learn. There was a flip
3: side of that. There is a balance, as in all things in life. I suppose there's,
0: there's totally two ways of looking at it as a mm. director and as a, a filmmaker. Of which way do you want to go? Just do, do you want to make something now? Or do you no, want to no, wait? There is a right way. Isn't there, there isn't a right way. Everyone's
3: journey is very, very different.
0: Let's talk a little bit more about lock-in um, Tim McKinnery, Lucy Boynton again how did you get those guys involved Nicholas Pinnock as Nicholas well. Pinnock yeah. well Brilliant. it
2: started with Nicholas I'd met Nicholas um, at uh, an industry thing uh, in November 2014 it was so and he'd been he was really quite inspiring like he was a friend of a friend mm-hmm. and um we got chatting and he was talking about the importance of just committing to something. And at that point I was probably yeah. still prevaricating, like, am I going to be a filmmaker? I'm still a journalist. What am I going to do? And he talk, he kind of really impressed upon me the importance of committing to something going, you know, this is what you are. Um, and you know, for, for whatever reason, things going on in my life meant at the time I had a certain degree of freedom and also an attitude of like, if I'm not going to do it now, it's never going to happen. Yeah. So off the back of that, you know that was yeah, November 2014, when I shot Bricks in January, shot Ghosted in the August, and then shot Lock-In in November. So I went from years of talking about it to finally doing three films in a year. Mm. And again, Nicholas is a really talented actor, so having him attached as the first piece of the puzzle meant that we could go to other people. And I think Lucy and Tim came in relatively late, because we were struggling to get a location. We finally got a location... And that was a question of mutual friends. A friend of the producer uh, had worked with Tim before. And um, so wrote to him saying, look, if, when your agent approaches you with this story idea, with this, this script this and this film from Nev Pierce, it's not going to be terrible. Yeah, please so, acknowledge yeah, So it. he lied for me, which is great. Great. And then... Um, and Lucy was... Um, our first AD, Liam Locke had worked with Lucy on a movie and just said, she's great. You've got to look out for her. And this is before Sing Street came out. Right. And I saw... Um, a bit of her work I like, well, well yeah yeah let's yeah. go um and she was amazing mm. so mm. that was just incredible good fortune to be like hey sing street and then lock in that's what our imdb says you know yeah. <laughs> i look very <laughs> prescient obviously gone gone i'm just a genius she's gone up in the world yeah like you know all
0: fitted together yeah, yeah yeah absolutely so it's basically all about who you know it kind of is sometimes isn't it if you know people or people who know people if they like you yeah
2: it's putting yourself you want out to work there with you, as put well. Putting yourself out there, absolutely. It, and it's a bit of a cliche, but it is really is about the process. Yeah, mm. and hopefully you make something good. But if you're doing, if you're working in like creative areas or arts or whatever, if you're fortunate enough to be doing that, you should try and enjoy it, right? Because we oh, could be do. doing a really. I mean, I got mates grew up with are doing proper hard jobs. Yeah, but, building know, doing A proper job. Yeah, you know, exactly. my wife's a doctor. Like she deals with people dying. You know, that's <laughs> happened. Hopefully not a lot, but you know. Yeah, yeah. but yeah.
0: But you know, so it's if you're truth. doing it, like try and enjoy it. But it's also important to who you surround yourself with as well. Like-minded people who are aspirational, and to someone who's dragging you down, stop. Just just move away. Do you know what I mean? You find yeah. the people who inspire you. Yes, yes exactly. Thing. Let's talk about screenwriting because obviously you've written. A lot, and you've written feature films as well. Um, what's your process behind that? How do you find stories? How do you actually sit there and write? Coffee and fear, coffee and fear, and just scribble. <laughs> <laughs> Have you always been a writer? Is it so obviously with the journalism side? But I mean, in terms of screenplays and ideas.
2: Well, I think each one has been different. So I've, I've written a couple of screenplays by myself. Most stuff I've co-written, one way or another. I prefer co-writing. I much prefer. Sure. I much prefer co-writing because I think for me, well, a, you're not by yourself. Yep. It's lonely. Also. You save drafts because you yeah. like you're road testing ideas. Uh-huh. Um, I'm noticing something. The latest thing I'm writing, which is a thriller, which I'm writing by myself, and it kind of it's almost the moment you show it to somebody else, you go, "Oh, there's that gaping crack." Yeah, like, how oh, how yeah, 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 it It's almost literally like you press the sp- you press the send button, yeah. and Then suddenly go, "Oh, oh I'm on page 40 You, you did that a couple times with me. You
3: sent me like the sixth draft, and then. By the time I'd opened the attachment... Don't read that one, read this one. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I think you can overcomplicate it as well. I think yeah. probably I've become a master of overcomplicating it. And sometimes it's worth just sitting there and going, OK, what happens next? The films don't necessarily come out of a place of, oh, I'm going to look at a structure. Look at my, two of my favourite films of last year, God's Own Country and Daphne. Now, I'm sure that someone could look at those films and break it down and go, here's the turning point, here's the break sure, into sure. act two. and all. I'm sure that can all be done. I feel like that probably wasn't done by the people who made them when they yeah. sat down to write them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They come yeah, out yeah, sure. of lived experience, and they're really, really authentic. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you, you look at the thing. The other thing I love about those films is I don't know how the hell they got them made. Well, you can yeah. listen to well, the podcast yeah, with enough. Jack yeah. Tarling, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which I need to do. Yeah. yeah. You look at them and go, man, how? Imagine pitching that. Yeah. Like, and I, but I think that's a lesson for when you're writing stuff
0: so let's talk about feature films next for you then obviously that's the next logical step what's the plan what are you thinking
2: well, we've got a couple of things in the works we've got a thriller which is out to cast and we shall see how that goes that needs um, a certain level of actor um, in the meantime I'm just about to well I say just about to finish really I've got to do a redraft of a, a low budget thriller um,
3: yes I still need to read the next draft of that and, and yeah
0: and rip it to pieces
3: I mean (laughs) constructive feedback which is the same thing right and these
0: these are ones you're going to be directing yeah great and obviously now you've proved yourself with these great award winning shorts it's like now's the time to kick on and you've proved you can get cast as well so people want to work with you time again
2: I'm going to take you into meetings (laughs) Hey, I'll come a pitch for you no problem I'll just
0: get a percentage yeah
2: (laughs) I do think hopefully the shorts so whatever people think of them they show like they hit a certain standard they tell a story and they've got Great actors who give really good performances. So, you know, hopefully that proves something. We'll we'll see how useful it is.
0: Yeah, it is. And and that moment when you are in total film, as you know, as the director who directed this or an empire film and then they're there. getting a one-star review one-star review yeah. from your peers <laughs> how's that going to work <laughs> that's going to be interesting right because it's the other being people being on the other side of it because the yeah. these people often say all oh, these journalists they write about films but they can never make them themselves they don't know what it's like in the trenches when we have to struggle through the rain and actors falling out all over the place that's going to be really interesting for you to from both sides right Yeah,
2: it's going to be. It is going to be intriguing. Yeah. Okay. What's this like? I mean, it's weird, like to put the films out there because I said earlier people have seen them, but you know who knows what people will make of them? I don't know. I find it a bit weird. I find it a bit weird being interviewed. Like, Mm. no offense to you guys, obviously. Yeah, obviously. No, but Uh, have we popped your
1: cherry, or is it uh, happened before?
0: it's happened before uh, but it doesn't uh, I, I feel, mean this yeah. is very
2: pleasant because we're having a pint as well yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I have to yeah. guard in a noisy myself pub. Like, <laughs> careful what <Yeah>. you're <laughs> you're not just in the pub um, yeah it's, it's odd it's yeah. odd but also you know it's exciting right it's like you've got to
0: give it a shot yeah um, we could talk all day this yeah. has been amazing um, people do go watch these short films of Nev's on the 5th of February if they're not out yet um, they will be out on the 5th of February but if you listen to this later then they will be out they are fantastic. He's done brilliantly well with them. Do support him. Where can they follow you online? Um, uh, on Twitter it's just Nev Pierce uh, or there's nevpierce.com, or there's
2: Neville Pierce Film on Facebook. Beautiful. Uh, and Jim, whereabouts can people follow
3: you? I'm on Twitter which is I am Jim Page. Uh, my website is jimpage.co.uk and uh, yeah that's it I think yeah oh, other, th- other than just like you know outside my house yeah, that's fine out. I'll have a chat shouting, with you shouting
0: throwing films at you yeah, okay. yeah your address fine. will be in the show notes I am, yeah.
3: I am currently available uh from now until retirement slash death, wow. whatever happens first. So, Good to know. So let me know if you need your car cleaning, anyone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, you can follow us at Filmmakers Pod or film, filmmakerspodcast dot where you can see all the previous episodes. CJ, where can people follow you at C James Direct? Which is always a joy. You don't have a website. It's time for you to get. I a do. Website. I just like I keep it under wraps. Why? Oh, well, because people can go and uh, check out my work. <laughs> <laughs> Who would want that? Yeah, yeah. Why would you, you want could want not in the public that. watching that? Yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> uh, I think I may have spilled the beans previously, or on other podcasts. So
0: basically, go through all the previous podcasts. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. CJ, yeah. yeah. CJ's uh, yeah. Uh, Fine, we'll leave that there. Sure. Um, you can follow me at Giles Alderson on Twitter um, and my website, directedbygiles.com. dot com. So listen, go make your film. It's 2018, people. Hashtag make your film in 2018. We started it this year. It's a big year. We're in a noisy pub. I want to thank my wonderful guest today, Nev Piers. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, Jim Page, wonderful editor. Thank
3: you very much.
1: Perhaps you
0: can now put your clothes back on. Thank you. Thank you. And we're in a noisy pub and, uh, and there's people watching you naked. So I hope you can actually hear this.
1: It'd be terrible if I we got know, well, all the
0: way through this. I was thinking <laughs> that. I was thinking that. Thank you very much. We will see you next Tuesday as always. Uh, keep it real. I don't know why I said that. That's really lame. Um, anyway, for now. Cheers. Cheers. Goodbye. Bye.